everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 23. If you're counting, it's 123. I'm Craig. I am Britt. Britt, it's almost the end of the season. It is. Are you, it is. It's sad. We're in the fantasy playoffs. We are, and I'm not in them. Yeah, no, we 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 um we did not make the playoffs in in any of the leagues that we in our in our home league. I didn't make the playoffs. Um, no, and I missed it by a game. Yeah, you know it's funny because I was looking <laughs> at it. I was like the sixth ranked. It's a ten team league. I was the sixth ranked team, and I'm like, how the hell am I ranked sixth? I've only got like four wins. I had a terrible season. I was schedule fucked. Yes. Do you know what my record? I lost one game to you this year. Do you know what my record would have been if we played every game this season? I would have been ten and four. Really? <laughs> Everybody I looked at, I'm like, oh my God, I would have been 10 and 4 against Craig. Our one meeting, I lost. I would have been like 7 and 7 against my brother. I was 0 and 2. Yep. I'm like, oh my God, the schedule just was it. I had a bad year scheduling. Same thing in my, my work league, too. And like, I, you know, somebody wanted to trade Julio Jones for me at like week three, and I should have. I remember the conversation. I was like, like, no, he's on fire. And then I don't know what happened to the Falcons. They just crashed and burned. They crashed into a tree. I don't know, but. Well, we're going to talk about, from there. We're going to talk about the we Falcons are. because I, I've got some theories about that too. But first, yes, I'm back in the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio, <laughs> so it's time to do what we always do at this time and crack open a beer. And Craig, I have brought you a beer. You did last night. I was in one of our favorite liquor stores, um, Total Wine in Milford. Nice. And you know they have mm-hmm. the secret cooler. They do. It's okay. So it's not a secret cooler. Back not in the really, where the beer cooler is, you have to know is, where to find it. Yeah, there's a walk-in section that has a little sign that's maybe a foot by a foot that says "self-serve, please come in," and nobody ever goes in there. But that's where they keep the short-run beers. Like when Sip of Sunshine was super popular, that's where it was kept. Captain Lawrence's cap, uh, Captain Do- Captain's daughter. That's where they hide it. Too juicy. That's where it's kept. So if there's something rare and pretty much everything by what the hell is that brewery that makes dogs and boats uh, and you like it to juice, you know, the one I'm talking uh, about beard beard. Yes. Everything from beard is kept in there for some reason. I mean, I, I like they some ship it stuff. cold. Maybe that's it. That's probably it. So I my, when we go in there, my wife could spend an hour looking at craft beer. She wants to see the international ones. She'll find she found a beer from Holland yesterday. She wanted to try. I go straight for the secret cooler. <laughs> And on the shelf in the secret cooler was one four pack of what I've brought you a regular heartbeat and spelled H R T because it's made in Hartford, Connecticut Get it? by hanging Hills. Their regular IPA is called heartbeat H A R T space B E A T. So this is their double. This is irregular heartbeat. Um, and so, so here's the story in the secret cooler. There was one four pack of this. So I immediately grab the four pack, scan it, and see on untap it's like a three nine seven. Okay. Anything around four is something worth trying, particularly in yeah. the IPA range for me. So I'm like, all right, last four pack. This is for Brit. Check the date on it. I don't even remember what the date was. The date was oh, candle uh, November thirteenth. Okay. It's less than a month old. We are in great shape. I walk out. I put it in the cart because my wife was getting some stuff for some Christmas gifts for people. Um, I put it in the cart with the other booze, and she looks at it and goes, "Oh, I was just looking at that." How, how, how are you looking at that? I was, I was in the secret cooler and she takes me over. There is a shelf full of it <laughs> out in the regular beer area. So it's the only cold four pack. It was the only cold four pack. But when I was all like, oh, I have the last four pack of this. Oh, look at me. Lottie Dot. Uh-huh. No, no, no. That was, there's probably five minutes after we left. Somebody put two more four packs in the cooler. And watch someone on check. I was going to buy these now. Watch. You watch Henry. So, all right. So let's open this. All right. Bush. Okay, so I describe I did I tried one of these last night. Full disclosure. Yep. Um, I don't know how to describe it, so I'm really curious about what you're gonna think. It's <clears throat> All right. 
dank in appearance. You got, you're going to use that glass, right? Yes. You got to use that glass for the first sip just because you need to see the color on this. It's dank and it smells like a dank beer, but it's not dank. It has no citra in it, which is usually a, a commonality on, on the you, uh, New England um, and dank. It's, it's really light in color, but you can't see through it. You can't see through and it. It's, it's murky. It's murky. Yes, it is. All right. Now, let's give it the nose. Craig is sniffing. Mm, mm. What does it smell like to you? Does it smell like a New England IPA? It does. Now, it does notice on bit. the can, it does not say New England IPA. It does not. It's so, not strong. It's very subtle. It's very subtle. All right. Go, go for the taste. I want to see what you think. All right. Here it goes. This one was more complex, so let's give him a minute. He looks confused. I am. It it's, looks like a New England. It, it is. smells like a New England, but does but it taste not. like a New England? Exactly. No, it's it's ri- like, and this is what, 8.4%? This is really, this is a really light beer. 8.4, yes. It's a little extra carbonated. Yes, the carbonation is there's strong. There's no, there's really no citric flavor, no citrus flavor there at all. There is none, but the nose has it. The nose has it. And there's no strong aftertaste either, and it's not dry. It the hops come it's right juicy, out too. It's juicy, but not it's a little juicy. juicy. Oh, it it gets drier as you drink. I promise you that. It's it's hops up front and just fade. It does. You get all the hop flavor right up front. There's no afterburn. It's it doesn't not, dry your mouth out like the last beer we see, had. Mine it does for me. It does make me feel a little like, dry. Yeah, but not as intense as some other ones. We've oh had. yeah, no, not at all. So very unique double IPA. It really is. What do you like it? I do. I do. It's different. It, it's it's not like anything we've experienced it confuses, before. It confuses the senses. That's exactly good. what it is. That's exactly what it is. Your eyes and your nose tell you this is a New England, and then you taste it, and you're like, no, this is a straight up double. And yeah. in five minutes, you're gonna see lotto numbers. Nice. You, I need some of those. <laughs> this this stuff is strong. So, <laughs> all right. So thank you for trying that with me. Oh, thank you for bringing it. Oh, of course. Let's move on. Oh wait, I, I, one yep. more quick thing yes. before we move on the brain right, hot takes. Right. Right. Last week I talked about. Oh God! I'm gonna La, Tur- La Taberna Lupo, or what? the the thieves. Yeah, the uh, craft bar we found in San Juan on yes. our cruise. Yes. The owner tweeted at us today to thank us for mentioning him. That's awesome. And uh, said he's the general manager. His yep. his um I believe his formal to- his former title is general intoxicator. That's a good title. It's actually. on his card, and to thank us for the publicity and that he looks forward to having us again. So next year, Craig, you and I need to fall. Fa- Fly down to San Juan. All right. I think we could actually talk this guy into letting us do a live show All recording right. in San Juan. Laura, I'm going to Puerto Rico. That's right. She's Laura needs to on. come to Puerto Rico, too. She's the producer. <laughs> we got to have everybody there. We have the whole team. And I guarantee you, if you and I are going, my wife's going to be like, fuck yeah, I'm going back there. That place is pretty good. So, all right, on the burning hot takes. All right, so full disclosure up front. There's yes. a lot of topics to go over. Oh, there's a bunch. So we're not going to do America's favorite game tonight because also full disclosure, all the games are between 40 and 50 except for one. And I remember looking at it and saying, I don't care about this. So we're just going to spend extra time <laughs> on the news of the week. Right. So it really doesn't matter who goes first because we're just going to go. All right. Do you want to go first or do you want to go first? I'll go first because one of the main news topics is with, it involves my team. Okay. So since you're listening to this, you know, you can fast forward like 10 minutes, I guess. Probably a good idea. So, all right. So if people that don't know, what happened this past week, Cincinnati was playing the Browns in Cleveland. Yeah. And what happened was a Patriots film crew mm-hmm. who were working on a project for the Patriots called Do Your Job About Scouting. Yep. A documentary about the inner workings of an NFL team. Right. They were caught. I don't want to say caught, but... 
there was a complaint made that they were filming the Bengals sideline, watching signals, watching players sub in and out. Yes. From the press box. From the press box. With proper credentialing from the Browns. The Browns. The problem is they did not inform the NFL and they did not inform the Bengals. And they also didn't tell the Browns that they would be taking sideline or live action shots. They told them they were there to film the advance scout solely for the documentary. Right. Nothing about live shots of football. The NFL or the Bengals have the video, and I guess it's like eight minutes. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what is on the video. Like, here's the thing: the Patriots already officially got caught videotaping other teams. Just the Spygate issue. The Spygate yes. issue. Like, I guess this is more just a discussion than a question. Yeah. But like, what the hell? It's not like, smart. It's a bad and it looks move. horrible. It's like when Tom Brady is like talking and yucking it up with the refs after a game or before a game. It yes. just it looks really, really bad. Yes. And you know what? Somebody came out with a great thing about this. What you do is you send. A, well, I guess that doesn't work either. Somebody somebody had said suggested you send them in the last week of the season. But in the last week of the season, if you're a playoff team, you're still advanced scouting the guy you think you're going to play in round one unless you don't right. know. In which case, the the eyeball test on this is just terrible. The eyeball test, it's like, this is what I said in the podcaster's thread. It's like going out and getting a DUI and celebrating that you had a DUI by going to the bar and getting trashed. Right. Did you do anything illegal the second time around? No. No. But does it look like a good idea? Is it helping your case (laughs) with the general public? No. No. And that's it. Now, here's the thing. Now, if it comes out that, and apparently this camera was on a tripod. So it, it wasn't moving around. It was alleg- a stationary camera. Allegedly. We weren't we, there. We weren't there, so allegedly. So what now, in your opinion, what happens if this is eight minutes of film of just the Bengals sideline? Like, I think does Goodell- the NFL has to be like, hey, you're going to lose some draft picks now because yes, what the hell? they're going to come down on them again. They're going to come down on them again. So- don't forget, <laughs> somebody came out, somebody mentioned this on Twitter too, and I don't know the the the. Uh, the accuracy of the statement this beer starting to go to my head already i'm already mumbling <laughs> it's 8.4 percent 8.4 percent i'm only halfway through and nice. i've got a holiday on the bag <laughs> so um oh God, where was twitter I twitter somebody came out with during the spygate investigation one of the things that was alleged was that the patriots had prepared alibis yes. if they were ever caught and one of those alibis was we are filming for a documentary yes I mean, people who commit crimes have solid alibis sometimes. You know, it's <laughs> like it just if a duck quacks, it's probably a duck. Right. And if you <laughs> if the duck says, no, I'm not a duck. And you're like, you know what? All right. I kind of believe you. And that looks at you in the face. and goes quack a second time. <sighs> I, yeah. I, I, and now people are going to be like, well, the bank, they don't need help beating the Bengals. But that's not the point. They don't. And that's what that, that's what the Patriot supporters are like. Why the hell would we tape them? But that's not the point. It doesn't matter. And here's the other thing, too. Actually, the way the Patriots have been playing lately, I don't know. The <laughs> but... only way this is bad for the Patriots, other than the eyeball test, is just this is stupid. And somebody in their PR department needs to lose a job over this, is if the tape shows the sidelines. If the tape just shows the field and shows the plays, yeah. that is no different than what they get from the television crews the day after. Right, but if it's eight minutes of just the Bengals sideline, If then... it's eight minutes of the coordinator giving signals, it's a problem. It's a yeah. problem. Unbelievable. I... We'll find out. 
You know, You'll probably I'm, find out after you listen to this podcast. I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Well, the, the league came out today and said they could take weeks for them to oh, figure this all right. out. Well, you're definitely no. So uh, I, if I'm just going to wait and see what happens, but I, I'm confident in one statement. Yes. This is a terrible metric and a terrible view for the Patriots. Someone in their organization should have put their hand in the air and said, aren't we worried how this will look? To the haters. Right. And either no one did or they got shouted down. And whoever made that decision probably needs to lose their job. It looks because now they're going to question, have you been doing this all year? Yeah. And it's going to look really bad if every week it was them filming whoever the Patriots are playing next. I think we would have heard about it before now. I think other teams would have complained um, but still, I'm because saying, it was no. it wasn't it wasn't like it was done with like a camcorder, like a guy in a hoodie right, slouched right. down in his seat. No, that was like the he was, Jets. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was in the press box with credentials, with the home team's blessing to be there. It just looks really bad if they weren't doing exactly to the letter what they said they were doing. Like this film needs to be seventy five percent the field. And 25% shots of the scout going, you see how they break right there? They do that all the time. That's yeah. what this film needs to be. Because if it's anything else, if it even says, hey, that's Zach Taylor over there. Look at Zach Taylor. Then they are in trouble. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. Yep. All right. All well, right. I, while we're on the, head, we're on the, uh, the topic of bonehead stuff from the NFL. Sure. I have developed a very nasty habit. This this might turn into an intervention, Craig. I might okay. need a little help here. All right. I developed the habit. I don't follow him on Twitter, but okay. I read his tweets frequently. Okay. I've been following the life of Antonio Brown. Oh, dear Lord. This morning, December 11th, at 7.42 a.m. <laughs> oh, a a oh, yeah. <laughs> I, haven't oh. Seen, I haven't seen this one. Oh, this, this is all day long about this. <laughs> and I will do my best because there is no punctuation on this. Right, no. And some of the grammar and word choice. Right. And spelling. It's, well, I know. Spelling, I, I think he did okay. All right. But the word choice and like the order, I think he skipped words and conjunctive words and whatnot to make it sound like English. Yeah. I mean, he got hit in the head a lot. Yeah. So, so all right. I'm going to read this to you word for word. Yep. And we're just going to get your complete unbiased opinion because you have not heard this I yet. I have not heard this yet. 742 this morning, December 11th, 2019. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. I'll drink the beer. Yeah, well, no, no, you're going to want to swallow first. Okay. All right, I'm going to give him a second. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give him a second to take a sip of his beer. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Quote, guess almighty at NFL can hold players out against there will be no criminal charges pending nothing, but a Caucasian player gets a domestic go to jail still out there playing targeted hate against us everywhere, my peeps. Once more, because it's not clear. Okay. Guess almighty at NFL can hold players out against there will be no criminal charges pending nothing, but a Caucasian player gets a domestic go to jail still out there playing targeted hate against us everywhere. My peeps. Okay. <clears throat> what I think he meant to write. So I'm going to translate a little bit here. <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to do that minimally. Right. Guess the almighty NFL can hold players out against evidence even though there will be no criminal charges pending, nothing, comma, nothing, nothing, but a Caucasian player can get a domestic charge, comma, go to jail, comma, and still be out there playing, period, 
targeted hate against us everywhere, my peeps. Craig, reaction <laughs> while I drink my beer. I, wow. You see why I didn't want you drinking when I read <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wish we knew who he was talking about. I'm going to assume he's talking about Ben, I'm guessing. A Caucasian player gets a domestic, goes to jail, still out there playing. Well, Ben was charged with sexual assault. He was. Or threatened with sexual assault. But there have been multiple instances of players charged with domestic violence. So it could be anybody he's talking about. That's a valid point. He does specify but, Caucasian, so that eliminates Tyreek Hill and Kareem yep. Hunt yep. and Ray Rice, even though Ray Rice did not play another snap in the NFL after the incident. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, it could be, yeah, anyone. Uh, see here, like... He's claiming this is, this is so, racially motivated, essentially. Right, but then like a week ago, not even a week ago, five days ago, he apologized to the NFL. And ah, the, yeah. Yeah, uh, finish your sentence. He apologized to the NFL and the Patriots, and Tom Brady liked it. So, like, he, somebody brought that up in the thread. Yeah. And I didn't keep the whole thread. I just snapshotted that. Right. But he said, I was apologizing to the players, not the racist NFL. And that was the words, the racist at NFL. He was applying. Uh, he was apologizing to the Patriot organization. He said, and the but, players like, on it. I get that the NFL has a lot of issues. They clearly do. And racism <clears throat> is clearly race racial right. issues. I don't want to say racism. That's a very strong term. Issues. There are issues with race. I mean, that goes all the way back to the protests, right? And Kaepernick and all of that mumbo right. jumbo. But Antonio Brown, man, he just he he drove his career NFL career into. He was piloting a plane. And he flew it into the side of a mountain. <laughs> Worse. He flew it into the side of a mountain. And while it was crashing, he climbed into a smaller plane, a la like a G.I. Joe, that was concealed in the back. <laughs> levitated out of the crashing plane with the word Patriots on the side of the smaller <laughs> drone. And then crashed that into the next mountain over. Yes. Now I think he's just, he, maybe, again, maybe, you know, CTE is a thing. Um... I think he's starting to realize that he's probably never going to play again, and he's lashing out at anything. Somebody did because say on you the know thread. because you know what his paycheck is not going to be the same anymore. No, and somebody said somebody said in the thread you should just go play in the a- 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 XFL, and he was like, "Not going to happen." Yeah, it is. I, not not if you won't go. Well, not if you won't go, but <clears throat> all right. So here was my reaction. Yeah, the NFL can hold players out against. Because even though there will be no criminal charges, there were no criminal charges initially against Kareem Hunt. They suspended him. That's true, too. The DA cleared Tyreek Hill. Then they suspended him when the, the, the woman came forward with more evidence. Right. They still didn't put any, ev- any charges in place. Right. And the NFL looked at it. The NFL doesn't need your right. collective Two bargaining separate agreement. Things. <laughs> your collective bargaining agreement does not require a criminal charge. It's called. Everyone forgets that. Four simple words. I just went. I held up three fingers just now, <laughs> and said four simple words. You can't see this, but it's great for Craig. Four simple words. Conduct detrimental. Well, five words to the team. Right. Now, I don't two and the. Like, yeah, that doesn't really count. So conduct detrimental to the team. This is what it is. Yeah. This is what it is. You misrepresented what it was to the Patriots. That's why they cut you. You wanted the Raiders to cut you. It's not like they did something. No, they wanted you you. there. They wanted you there. They were ready to go to bat for you. They were ready to go. And here's the question. Here's a side question. Are the Raiders a playoff team with him? 
I mean, they're not horrible. They're a game under 500. They have the, the same Chiefs... record as the Chiefs, don't they? No, nope, they're the one chi- behind them. No, the Chiefs just clinched. <clears throat> okay. The Chiefs have clinched the division, but they're... but they're still in it. But the week that they played each other, and the Chiefs murdered them like 35 to three, which I think I was on the cruise. I think I was. <laughs> that might have been the, that might have been the day I got too drunk and my wife got really angry with me. I don't remember. <laughs> it's probably a good thing I don't remember. It's probably a good thing. But going into that game, had the Raiders beaten the Chiefs, they would have been tied for first place. Since then, the Chiefs haven't lost and the Raiders haven't won. Right. So a gap has opened. But the argument could be made that if Antonio Brown had stuck around, they the Raiders could, have won could be like looking two at two or three more games. In which case, they're looking at nine or ten wins and a wild card at worst. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh is back in the wild card race after we pronounce them dead. And I that is s- bananas because my division's horrible. But you know what? <laughs> Cheers to, really uh, cheers to 360 Football, who's a big Steeler fan on Twitter and a guy we chat with he all is. the time. And he was like, look at our schedule and tell me we can't run the table. And I said to him, you can't run the table. And they did lose one game. <laughs> <laughs> but he was largely right. I think they're 4-1 since he tweeted that. So, you know, I, there's, there's, there's some <clears throat> logic to that. They could sneak in the playoffs because – and we're, this is, it comes up again every year, seeding in the playoffs – there is a guaranteed chance, not guaranteed. Well, I guess it's mostly guaranteed. The leader of the NFC East has six losses already. Really? Yes. <clears throat> I think it's the Eagles, right? Yeah, because they won. They won. they won the other yeah. day. They've already got six losses. Their best case scenario is ten and six. That means they got to beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Well, that's not going to happen. Well. There's a very good chance that the NFC East champion is going to have at least seven losses. There's even a possibility the winner of that division will be 8-8. Eight eight. It's possible, yes. They are, without a doubt, going to host a team with a better record than they do. Minnesota or Green Bay is going to win the NFC North. The other one's going to be a wild card. Yeah. The NFC West is going to have Seattle and, most likely, LA in it. They're probably going to have nine or ten wins each. There's a very good chance that you're looking at wild card weekend with a 10 and six team at the nine and seven, whoever from the NFC East. <clears throat> yeah. It's going to be one of those kind of seasons. It's going to be one of those kinds of years. It really, really is. So, all right. So <clears throat> AB's AB's on the nutbag. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Part of me really worries that the dude is mentally ill and it's just not getting treatment. Now is the uh, time at this to point, get it. I maybe. Yeah. Now is the time. AB now is the time. So, what else have you got for me in news and notes? Uh, speaking of the NFC, <clears throat> what is up? Segways galore to That's right. How do you feel about Jerry Jones's Cowboys and Jerry Jones's record as the Cowboys? Because Jerry Jones may be firing his coach. And maybe Jerry Jones, maybe he wants to sign Odell. Odell and, Beckham. And maybe Jerry Jones needs a new quarterback. I don't think he needs a new quarterback. I think Dak, Dak Prescott can be successful in the right system and with the right coaching. I do not think the Dallas Cowboys have the right coaching. So you're saying this is if the Cowboys lose, Jason Garrett needs a new job. If he does not make the playoffs, he's done. That's my personal opinion. And actually, my next ta- my next conversation is coaches on the hot seat, and he's on that list. So we're going to talk about that further in a minute. You paid up for Zeke. You're paying up for Dak. You brought in say, Amari Zeke Kuster. not look spectacular this year no one who signs a big deal ever does they don't (laughs) 
I, this is why I always say whenever somebody signs a big deal, they go down two spots in my draft order for the seasonal. <laughs> they do because they never go out there. And this and this is part of why the Chargers, I don't think, want to give Melvin Gordon a big contract. Because you give him a big contract and they're like, well, I got my guaranteed money. I got $60 million yeah, over the next two years. Do. Doesn't matter what I do. They can't cut me because they got to pay me for the two years anyway. You know? So... I don't, I don't like the big contract guys, and I don't like that um, people make such a big deal about it. But Jason Garrett is not the right coach for that team. They have the talent. They should easily be dominating what is arguably the worst division in all of football. Maybe worse than my division. <laughs> well, at least the Pittsburgh Steelers are surging. Who else is surging? Uh, no one really. Nobody in the AFC, NFC East. Washington's a tire fire. The Giants are the only team most likely firing their coach and having their quarterback, who's a legend, retire. Okay, so you've got you've got Philly and Dallas limping towards the finale to see who's going to win, and they meet each other in Week 16, and that's going to pretty much be the game that decides it all, in my opinion. Meanwhile, in the AFC North, you've got the Bengals, who are the Bengals. Right. You've got the Browns, who are well-hyped but badly coached. You've got Pittsburgh, who had a thousand injuries. What team in the NFC East is down because of injuries? Nobody. Nobody really. Nobody. The uh, maybe the Giants, but the Giants were just bad anyway. The Giants were bad anyway. And, that, and no, their key pieces are out there. The key pieces for the Steelers coming into this, they, they lost uh, Le'Veon Bell, the free agency. They lost A. B. because he was unhappy. They lost Big Ben. Who have the Giants they lost? Their lost? whole their whole offense. Who have the Giants lost in the last two years? No, Shepard was sort of broken this year. But he's Ingram still there, and he played some games. <clears throat> right. A.B. and Le'Veon Bell Left. logged exactly zero snaps for the Phil- for the Philadelphia, for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> this year. It's it's different. So I, I'll give so, some credit to the AFC North. So you don't think Jerry AFCs. Jones is going to go after Odell and make him a Jerry Jones cowboy? He might, but where's he getting the money? He just threw, he just drew dunk, drum trucks full of money up to Prescott and Elliott's doors. We have a salary cap. For that reason. <laughs> yes. He cannot drive money up to his door and say the best thing he could do is the same selling point to Amari Cooper. You can come here and be a star. But isn't that what the, the Browns told him too? And the and if I were Odell, I would look Jerry Jones and go, who's the coach? Because they gave me Freddie Kitchens and told <laughs> me not to worry about <laughs> it. I had my buddy Jarvis who I went to college with. He told me it was okay to come here. <laughs> I had Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt telling me that the running game was going to dominate, and that was going to open it up for Baker, who told me, don't effing worry about anything, I'm sober. And it didn't work. So who is the coach? And that's what's going to matter. That's what's going to matter. You cannot go get Barry Switzer to run this team. This is not the 89 (laughs) Cowboys. You cannot get an average to below average coach because you do not have Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith Smith walking through that door. They might limp through the door to give an inspirational (laughs) speech. They might wave. And Troy Aikman will try to put on a headset and pretend he's on TV because that's the only thing he knows how to do. Dude had a lot of concussions. Do you ever watch Troy in the booth? Like, he sometimes doesn't look like he knows where he is. No, I don't think he does. I honestly don't think he does. I think, unfortunately, Troy Aikman, by the time he's 60, is going to be in full-blown dementia. think so. I do. I do. Sadly, I do. Took too many hits. Yeah. So, yeah, Jerry Jones needs to do something about Jerry Jones' Cowboys. 
even as he prepares to host the quarterly meetings <laughs> in Jerry Jones's Dallas presented by Jerry Jones. <laughs> so, all right. I'm finishing right. this beer. All right. Finish How are you doing beer. over there? Uh, I'm still going. I got another glass left. Well, this is another glass. All but... right. Well, I'm going to move on to the Holiday Ale. Oh, you do that. So, stand by. Stand by. Please stand by. All right. And so... let's say hi, Deb, right now before yeah, we forget. hi, Deb. I totally forgot about that last week, and Craig snuck it in as we <laughs> yeah, left. Yeah, I see that. And oh. I was like, oh, I hope, she's, I hope she heard that. She did, because she sent us a commentary about the episode. She did, but she, she listened all the way to the end. Oh, yeah, she does. All right. She's not somebody who starts a book and doesn't finish it. <laughs> oh, holiday ale. Oh, my God, did I miss you. So um, while I'm opening up the beer, yes. Saturday we had a memorial service for uh, Christy's grandmother who passed. And um, afterwards we went to the Bridge House Restaurant in Milford. I've never eaten there before. It's right off Bridge of Bridge House or Stone Bridge? No, Bridge House. It's okay. right off of Exit 33, not far from the dock. Nice little place. Smaller. But it was Saturday, and they do brunch from like 11 a.m. Brunch to on like Saturdays. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. I know you are. My favorite meal of the day. Well, one of the, uh, one of the specials at brunch is anything on draft is $5. Okay. Well, having just survived a memorial service, I wanted a beer. Sure. So we sit down. They have no draft list. Oh, that's sad. So that's a place. That's your first warning about a place. They don't have a draft list. That means they only have like three taps. Right. So I said to them, said to my family, I'm, I'm going to go look at the bar and see what they have. And I walked around the corner, and I saw the taps. There's a total of four. Okay. I immediately saw a Stony Creek tap. Right. And this is, before I can even read any labels, but I can see the The, the, the logos tap and yes. the, the artwork, yeah. Very, in Connecticut, we have very specific logos for our breweries. Uh, I saw something by East Rock, okay. where we also visited. And then I saw something that just didn't grab my attention because the fourth tap. Yes was the metal two roads tap. Okay. But Hashtag what was sponsor it? us. Well, that's the thing. It was angled in such a way that I couldn't see. So two roads has these metal taps that have inserts so that when they change uh, seasonally or they rotate, you just put a different insert in the top and it tells you what beer it is. Right. So I couldn't see it on an angle. So I'm walking and I'm walking. I finally get close enough to it. And it's a green wreath. Ooh. And we all know what that is. What a green wreath means when it comes Brit to two rows. pointing at the bottle right now. It means holiday ale. So I went back to the table without another word. And I sat down and my wife said, what do they have? And I said, holiday ale. And she said, that sounds delicious. What else? I went, doesn't matter. <laughs> they have holiday ale. There's and, no other beer right now. And as if, as if cued by Hollywood... I feel a tap on my shoulder as the waitress goes, can I get you something to drink? Yes, you can. <laughs> and it will be a holiday ale by two roads. <laughs> she went two roads. I'm like, yes, a holiday ale by two roads. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me and I'm like, yes. And she came back and gave you a no limits. <laughs> no, she gave me a holiday ale. And after being on the boat where I did not, as I complained last week, did not have really good beer options. Right. It was the most delicious thing I've ever But tried. they had 10 year old scotch for free on your boat and got me in trouble. Uh, you know. So anyway, all right. That. Right. So Black Monday is approaching. And why don't you explain to everyone what that is? Because it did confuse Deb a little bit. That's fantastic. You know, that's one of the best things. When Deb gives us feedback, because Deb is not a big football person. I mean, by big, I mean, I think she's watched one game in her life. I mean, she's heard it or seen it in the background. She on the understands TV. it exists. Right. In, in real life. So she was like, what the hell is Black Monday? So Mon Black Monday is the day after the weekend, the Sunday week 17 game. Because most people fire their coaches in that Unless first week. Unless you're Ron Rivera. Right. <laughs> and 
they like to fire their people early on in the process if they know they want to get rid of them because it gives the new gives them a jump on the hiring process. If you wait till January till after the Super Bowl, you're a month behind everybody else. Well, the Super right. Bowl's in February. If you wait till February, you're a month behind everybody else. If you fire somebody after week 17, you can jump yeah, into the process. Go right into it. So now, reminder: you cannot talk to any coaches as long as they're in the playoffs. So you do but, have to wait. But typically, teams will say to playoff teams, "We're going to ask permission." Once right. your season is over. So it's kind of a known commodity. But yes, Craig is right. You cannot ask an active team permission to talk to its staff. And you cannot interview a member of a staff without the team who is currently paying them their permission. Right. CBS. Yes. Put out a list today of coaches on hot seats. And they put it in terms of the uh, system that the military uses for defense, the okay. DEFCON system. Right. So DEFCON 1 through 5, 1 being, if I remember correctly, DEFCON 1 is One's like, the worst. Is like missiles have been fired kind of thing. Right, right. Um, five's the lowest. Five's the lowest. You so want to start back, with the guys so who, who do you want to start with? The guys who are most at risk or the guys Let's least at risk? least. All right, so DEFCON 5. Yep. People who we should be watching but aren't in imminent peril. Okay. Three names on the list. Okay. Matt Nagy of the Bears. Freddie Kitchens of the Browns, yep. and Jason Garrett of the Cowboys. There are five? Yeah. So there's my first question for you. <laughs> Nagy and the Bears, Kitchens and the Browns, Garrett and the Cowboys. Kitchens. I think Kitchens is like a two. At least. I think he's a DEF CON two. Everything going on with the Browns, and now, again, now that Baker Mayfield is publicly criticizing the medical staff and the yes. coaching staff. And now that is really, really pissing off the coaching staff and the medical staff and the owners. He's it's, forcing them to decide where their loyalties lie. Right. Is there, are the loyalties with Baker Mayfield or the loyalties with the coaching staff? And the Browns are going to go with him. I guarantee it. Kitchens is not the – I mean, maybe he's a good coordinator, but he's not the right head coach for the Browns. So, to me, Kitchens is done. I, I don't yes. think Kitchens has any chance. Matt Nagy. Maybe. I think he's got one more year. It's his second year. They haven't – they didn't perform well. You know, okay. Trubisky is Trubisky. But he's coming on, and he's starting to get warm. Jason Garrett, they make the playoffs. He's okay. He's okay, but he still might get fired if they lose. Okay, so we, we agree Kitchens is probably done. Let's go to DEFCON 4. Adam Gase of the Jets and Cliff Kingsbury of the Cardinals. Nah. I think they're both fives. I, I think, think they're, they're safe. Yeah. I Especially mean, with the amount of injuries and issues they've both had that – and the, you know the Cardinals are using a rookie quarterback. I don't. I think they're both fine. The Jets. The Jets' talent level is a question, and we haven't even talked about the fact that Le'Veon Bell supposedly went bowling. He while had the, he had been sent. He home had the flu and went bowling. That's not smart. Yes, <clears throat> right. Again, and you know CJ. You know they signed CJ Mosley in the offseason. He hurt himself the first game and has been out ever since. So and we just, have. I'm pretty sure Chris Herndon's on the milk carton at this point. He I, might as well be. <laughs> I think they're both safe. Level three. Yep. All right, I'm going to go one by one. You okay. tell me. All right. Safe, in peril, or done? Okay. Dan Quinn of the Falcons. Done. I agree. Done. He the should not Falcons. be a level three. He's a level two at best. Yes. Anthony Lynn of the Chargers. In peril. Here's a guy who led a rebellion against the last coaching staff three years ago and said, I can get this done. Not so much, but. He uh, needs, the only way he saves his job is to throw Phillip Rivers under the bus. And seeing as he threw his last boss into the bus, I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to say in peril, <clears throat> <Tom> too. Brady. <laughs> yeah, in peril. But in peril. we haven't even talked about Brady and his craziness. 
Tom Brady is like s- slowly but surely severing every tie he has with the state of Massachusetts. Yes. And it, I don't know if it means he wants out, but it certainly looks on the eye. Again, again metrics. Again, the way it looks. So I, anyway, back to this. DEFCON yes. 3, we're still yeah, yeah, yeah. Vic Fangio, Broncos. Uh, he's, he's safe, I think, for I now. I think he's safe now that they most found, people think. Now that they found Mr. Luck. Lock, Lock. sorry, Lock, not Luck. We watched a lot of Gridiron Heights with a lot we of did. Andrew Luck, sorry. A lot of old ones with Andrew <laughs> Luck in it. Um, Drew Locke. Um, I think he's okay for now. I agree. I think he's at DEFCON 4. Could he be fired? Sure. I'm not expecting him to be fired. Sure, but probably not. So, so far through three levels of the DEFCON, we're pretty sure Freddie Kitchens and Dan Quinn are done. Yes. Most of these guys are safe. Jason Garrett, it, his, yeah. he's in peril if he doesn't make the playoffs. Anthony Lynn's in peril. These other guys were okay They're with They're okay. All right, so now we get to DEFCON 2. Okay. Same procedure. Yep. Doug Marone to the Jaguars. Ew, done. 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 He's done. This team has quit on him. They've openly quit on him. Done. Matt Patricia of the Lions. Peril. Agreed. Zach Taylor Bengals. He's fine. He's safe, and I'll tell you why. Not because he's good, but because he works for the Bengals. He works for the Bengals, and everyone's dead this year. So You you know the Bengals fine. better than anyone, Craig. Who, what is the status of his contract? He's got like two years, three years? I what think he's got two? three years. And he, he's not going anywhere for another two years. No. He's I mean, not. he's not going to be there for 12 years like Marvin. No, he's not. But he's he's fine for now. He'll he'll have two bad years. He'll have one good year. They'll go 10 and 6. They'll Listen, make the playoffs. Way, if it's hypothetically, let's say, thank you. Um, let's say he makes... He makes the playoffs, right, next yeah. year or the year after. Then he gets an and extension, win, he's fine. They win the first round of the playoffs, he's fine. It's, Until he's in the last year of his deal with no extension in sight, he's, he's fine. fine. Right. Because that's the way the Bengals operate. So, again, I'm going to take him down to DEFCON 3. Yes. It would shock me if they fired him. Shock me, because they never fire anybody. No, they don't, really. <laughs> and then DEFCON 1. This is supposed oh, to be the most boy. vulnerable man in the league. More vulnerable than Freddie Kitchens. Okay. More vulnerable than Dan Quinn. More vulnerable <laughs> than Doug Marone. Okay. One guess. Who is it? Take a shot in the dark. It's one guess. Is it more than one person on this list? No, there's one person at DEFCON 1. One person at DEFCON 1. Oh, man. Who's the head coach of the Redskins? Ooh, no, they already fired Jay Gruden. Oh, that's right. They did. <laughs> I forgot. Wow. So Jay Gruden's already gone. <laughs> It's been gone for about a month. Forgot about that. Actually, maybe longer than a month. But anyway. All right, who was it? Pat Shermer of the Giants. Oh, that's right. The GM's the one who wanted Daniel Jones. The GM's the one who sent Odell Beckham to Cleveland Hell. I'm just saying right now, in December of 2019, Ron Rivera is going to be the coach of the Giants. I I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. You know who's not on this list? Who's not on the list? The Miami Dolphins coach, who I can't even name. He was a coordinator from the uh, Patriots. That's fantastic. I still don't know who he is. <laughs> and he's not on this list. Because it's it's the Dolphins. They're, you know. The Bengals There's rumors fun. swirling that Tom Brady might be a Dol- me, me, Dolphin next year. Uh, I think personally, if he does go somewhere else, he's going to go to the West Coast. Really quick, because I just want to get I want to get to the metric. Yes. But the Brady stuff, again... It doesn't look good. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but it certainly doesn't look good. Um, no, it does not. We're, we're just going to have to wait and see how it pans out. He he signed a two-year extension that was void after one year. Which would be this year. Yes. So he signed a two-year deal that expires after the first year. All the guaranteed money was in the first year. 
so the Patriots could cut him. He had an escape clause written into the contract. So essentially, it was a one-year deal with two years worth of money, which was smart for the Patriots to do to make him happy. But the Patriots Um, don't win. So before the metric, should we answer Sitch's question? Oh, yeah. What was Sitch's question? So he's in the playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. So Sitch is in the playoffs. So So he has... He has... um, He has... Juju Smith-Suster. Terrible. Adam Thielen. Dead. And James Washington. I thought he retired. <laughs> um, which Can you trust either one of them? I can't trust any of those names. I can't. Schuster has Out not done anything. Out of those three, anything. would you trust? You had to start one. This is fantasy playoffs. I would say I would say Washington because the other two are broken. Adam Thielen runs off the line the wrong way, and he's he's yeah, done. Thielen, you can't use just because you can't trust him to be on the field. Period. Uh, Schuster will be on the field, but you can't trust him to catch a ball. I, you know what? I hate to say what I'm about to say because the first rule of the fantasy playoffs, yeah, is use the guys who got you there. Thielen helped him get there. Schuster did not. True. But Thielen's hurt. Clearly hurt. Even if he plays, he's hurt. I'd say Washington. Is Minnesota at home this week? Uh, The answer is, well, they're playing the Chargers, but I don't know if they're home. No, they're in L.A. Okay, because that matters. Minnesota is right now the lone undefeated home team. Are they? Yes. They're the only team who hasn't lost a game at home this year. Wow. And it was the Patriots and Minnesota until the Chiefs went to Foxborough last week and shocked the world. In a game that was so badly officiated, I thought my wife would divorce me because it, I was screaming constantly at the it was television. That, it was that bad, huh? It was terrible. Terrible. For both teams? Yes. Or was it one-sided? No. No. I did see that they did miss a Patriots touchdown. And by inches. It wasn't even close. I mean, you could clearly see in the replay that there was green between his foot and the sideline. And they were like, no, he stepped out to three. No, and they settled for a field goal there when they could have got, they would have had the touchdown. But Belichick was out of challenges because he challenged the spot, which was the sources issue, sources response. So really quick, oh, I'm yeah. running out of time already. I haven't gotten the yeah, metric. we're fine. Um, I posed this to the source, who's a huge Patriots fan, and he was like, you know, the mistake was they shouldn't have challenged that spot. The Chiefs were a half a yard short of a first down. They got the they got a, a beneficial spot, and the Patriots challenged it, and he they were like, no, it's not an issue. And that's you wasted the challenge. You wasted the challenge. What does it matter? It was going to be fourth and inches. It's the bloody Chiefs. I mean, you really think that he's not going to go for a fourth and inches at midfield and he's not going to get it? I mean, he could still see, he could send in Matt Moore. First off, they're never going to let Patrick Mahomes do a QB sneak again after he hurt Ever. his foot or his leg on that. But you would send in Matt Moore, and Matt Moore could walk up to the line of the scrimmage and go, set, QB sneak. QB sneak, left side, left side, hike, and they would still get the goddamn first down. <laughs> okay, this is n- Belichick should never challenge that play, but the officials can't be missing all of these calls. No, the NFL is going to review the the officials in the offseason again. Oh yes, and they're going to issue an apology to the Patriots and and Bill, every other team. <laughs> and Bill Belichick is going to take that apology, print it out on office paper, and wipe his ass with it because that's as, as good as it's worth. The NFL has never owned its officiating issue to the point of where it changes an outcome. I cannot say for sure that the Chiefs would not have won with proper officiating. That's okay. impossible to say. You're right. playing the what-if game. Right. 
but it certainly influenced the outcome of the game. It certainly made it harder for the Patriots to get there. So anyway, all right, moving on. All right, okay. so Cinch, Cinch, you're screwed. <laughs> Follow your gut. Start I would go somebody. Washington, only because the other two are broken. Can I be completely honest? Sure. I'd be looking at my waiver wire. Yeah, there's that. There's it, that is option. that bad, man. That is that bad that I would look at the waiver wire. Oi. All right, so on to the metric. With the fantasy playoffs. Time for DFS. You didn't get into your league. Oh, boo-hoo. You weren't in the top four in 12 people leagues. Sorry. Sarga. That's but my hey, young nephew. You, know, you can like do um, DFS and have a good week. DFS time. Now all the rosters are clean. So full disclosure, as I like to say, I sat down to run the metric, and I looked and I went, oh, my God, everybody is so screwed this week. My projections just aren't working with anybody. No one's at value. This is terrible. And I realized I downloaded the wrong set of <laughs> um, the wrong set of salaries. I downloaded the FanDuel. Noticed. Yeah, I mean, I was about to send it out, and I'm like, oh my god. Wait, I know. mean, I would have used it, but <laughs> yeah, I might still have a saved copy. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I got it fixed, and it looks a little bit more normalized. There is not a lot of value out there this year, folks. At this point in the year, because no. we have a lot of tape on people. No one's surprised by Darren Waller anymore. So we're at the point in the year where you have to take this advice and run it by your own judgment and start talking about ceiling. It's not about who can get 10, but if you're cut between guy A and guy B, if guy A is going to get 10 points and no more than 11, and guy B is going to get 10 points but maybe get 30, you want to start looking at guy B. You need to start trusting your gut on these things. So with all that being said, I like Deshaun Watson this week. He's my uh, my primary pick at quarterback. I've got him slated for three and a half value, 24 points, and he's only 6,800. Um, I also have Kyler Murray if you want a cheaper option. And if you want to go with the safety, the safety is Lamar Jackson. He always is, but he's 7,500 on DraftKings. Good luck with that. He is. You got to pick. So you got to save money somewhere, kids. Got to save money somewhere. And I, I think quarterback might be the place to do it. I'm looking at Watson or Murray. What do you like? Uh, so this week... He is expensive, but I do like Lamar only because the Jets' secondary is broken. Their safety and their corner are still out. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's only 6,100, and he's playing Atlanta. You know, and Drew Brees yeah. is 69, playing Indy. So. Drew Brees showed us it does not matter who he plays as long as he plays at home. Of course, he's at home this week against Indy. So that's a big plus. So Watson, Murray, Jackson, Garoppolo, Brees, you can't go wrong there. So usually, usually you can afford. Fill your QB right. last. Running backs, nobody of value. Chris Carson, high on my list. Why? Because Rashad Penny died this weekend. <laughs> Here's the problem. That's not funny. Here's the problem. It's not funny. <laughs> Rashad Penny didn't actually die. For fantasy purposes, he died. <laughs> Everybody I'm talking to says 30% plus owned for Chris Carson. Everyone's going to be on the Chris Carson train. So if you're looking tournament, you can't use Chris Carson. It's not helping you. You know who you can use? Who can you use? Philip Lindsay. He's playing Kansas City. In Kansas City. Listen to me. The Kansas City defense is better. They're still not great. Gotta, gotta use what you can. Craig's go ahead, open the can. Craig's trying to not big sound over there. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. I like Philip Lindsay. I also like Todd Gurley this week, but my ideal pairing is Carson with Lindsay. What do you like in this week? Uh so let's see. I mean, yeah, Chris Carson's like ownership is just going to be too high. It, yeah. I do like Philip Lindsay against Kansas city because you know, Kansas city's defense is just, you know, paper mache. They've been better the last three weeks, but that doesn't mean they're good. 
That's true. I do like Miles Sanders against Washington. He's 5,900. But he's banged up. He is banged up, and I do kind of enjoy the idea of uh, Mosert versus Atlanta. Because Atlanta's a sieve. He's 5,200. And that's because there's so many mouths to feed. I don't know if Breed is going to play this week. Um, I don't know that he is. I haven't heard anything. I honestly haven't gone looking for anything because he's Matt Breida. And Tevin Coleman's still there, but you can't trust Tevin Coleman. Mostert's clearly the the most reliable how back there. How do you there. feel? Now, because his value shut up so much while you were gone, how do you feel yeah. about Derrick Henry now? Um, I have him at like 12th on my list. I have him between Ezekiel Elliott. He's 8,500. Uh, that's why. I have like, him pegged for like 21 points, but he's too expensive. And Houston's defense isn't terrible. They're bad without J.J. Watt. Don't get me wrong. They're bad. They're not the same team. But they're not expired hot dogs bad. <laughs> I just, I can't trust it. I can't trust it. I'm a better value than Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey's still at 10,000. I, I can't. That's a lot. I can't trust him. So I'm looking, and you know what? Derrick Henry at 8,500, I can save $1,000 going with Chris Carson. And I'm costing myself less than a point difference. I've got Carson at 20. I've got McCaffrey. I've got, I'm sorry. I've got uh, Henry at 21. I can save $1,000 for one less point. That might be the difference I need to use. Hold on. I'm going backwards. Yep. Uh, I could use Deshaun Watson at 6,800 versus Kyler Murphy at 5,600. And I've got a five point difference there. That $1,000 I sacrificed that at money back cost me one point for plus five. In the quarterback rankings, I'm telling you, yep. this is the balancing act you have to do, folks. And the question becomes, who do I think has a higher ceiling? Derrick Henry, I don't think, has a super high but ceiling. You, but how do you feel about Ryan Tannehill? I hate in, Ryan Tannehill with a passion that will burn through the ages. Or anyone in Tennessee. Was I was the first year we were on this podcast, or the year before we were on this podcast, I was a Tannehill truther. He I bought he a jersey. Was. I had his picture hanging on the wall next to Blake Bortles. I was ready to go to the mat for Ryan oh, Tannehill. Man. No, never again. He could win a Super Bowl every year for the I'm, rest of his career, and I would still despise I am, him. I am just over Tennessee in general, still. He could win six Super Bowls in the next six years, <laughs> and I would go to a card show just to tell him, I have nothing for you to sign. I hate your guts. Oh, man. I wouldn't do that, but that's beside uh, the point. Let's talk about wide receivers, because sure. we're now almost out of time. Michael Thomas, plain and simple. Yes, 8,700. His price is down. I've got him at 26 points. Use freaking Michael Thomas. He's playing in D. Just at home. At home. In the dome. Just use him. The dude is a guaranteed seven catches every week, usually 10. He's a minimum of 10 points if he loses yardage on every catch. Use him. Uh, outside of him, I got DD Westbrook high, but I'm using DJ Moore to Carolina. I will not use. The metric wants me to use Mike Williams. I refuse. <laughs> I would rather use Terry McLaurin or Marquise Brown. So I'm looking for Michael Thomas and a Terry McLaurin slash Marquise Brown combo. Craig, what do you got? Um, again, yeah, you just you really should just use Michael Thomas this week. I know everyone's going to have him this week, but really just use Michael Thomas. I don't have ownership numbers on him. Because everyone's going to have him. It might be zero because um, it's 100. You know, I do like our boy Cortland Sutton playing in Kansas City. He's only 5,900. <sighs> He's going to have about Christian Kirk though. is playing Cleveland. Kirk never puts up back-to-back games, and he put up a good um, game last week. 
And I do like, because of what I mentioned before about do the it. Jets' secondary, Say it. I do like Marquez Brown, 4,500. Yep. So Marquise Brown, we're, we're both on the same page yes. about. He's hit or miss, though. He's either going to have 20 You know who I'm disappointed in this three. season? Who? Our man. Big game Bob Woods? Yeah. I refuse to call him Bobby Trace. I know. Big it's game Bob a, Woods. It's been a rough year for him. Up or down. Up or down all year long. I think that part of that is because Cooper Cup has been so amazing. Tight end. Ian Thomas. The metric loves him. He's got him for 10 points, and he's only 3,100. That puts him above the line. But I'm probably going to use Tyler Higby against Dallas. More reliable option. Dallas tends to play zone. Good chance for Tyler Higby to go off. What do you like? Um, same thing. I do like Tyler Higby. He's 3,900. Again, you know, like the top three tight ends are just too expensive. Kittle is 6,200. Wall is at 55. Travis is 65. Zach Ertz, I mean, he's playing Washington. He's 6,000. Waller's not a terrible option at 55, but I think they're going to How do you feel, how do you feel about Hunter Henry playing Minnesota? I don't trust Hunter Henry at all anymore. I don't. I used him last week. I don't trust him at all. I don't think he's going to touch the ball. Or, you know, there's always a chance that, you know, my one of my sneaky plays last week was Darren Fells. Yeah, that worked out. It worked out. worked out. You had a good week last week. I had a very good week last I, week. I made money too, but not as much as you did. So, all right, moving on to DST because we're almost out of time. Ah, the Chargers look really cheap against Minnesota, but and they're in LA. Oh, <laughs> here's the problem. Yeah, I've got them estimated about thirty percent ownership. Everyone's on the Chargers. Everyone. So here's what I'm gonna tell you to do. Yep. Take the Steelers. Thirty-two hundred nine points in Pittsburgh. Buffalo is in a just don't screw up mode. Pittsburgh's in a must-win mode to secure that playoff bid. I like using the Steelers this week. Who do you like in defense? Uh, this week, yeah, the Steelers are 3,200. Uh, probably my favorite defense to use this week. Man, this is so it's just it's hard, rough. I kind of like the Eagles against uh, Washington. They're 30, but they're 3,400. Not a bad call. So not a bad call. All right, we're gonna wrap up because we're almost out of time, and I need to use the bathroom. Uh, this beer is right through me, particularly that heartbeat. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Player FM. Craig, who am I forgetting? Uh, so Apple Podcasts, Player FM, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. YouTube, Spotify. Yep, YouTube in particular. That's a place where you can catch us pretty much every week. At uh, FignutsDFS on Twitter. FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We're in the home stretch, folks. Craig, final thought. Final thoughts. We're in the home stretch. If you're out of the playoffs, just play some DFS. That's it. Even if you do a free game. Hey, you know what? I won like three bucks playing a free game last week. I won 25 bucks using Byron Pringle in a free game earlier this year. See that? So, yes, go online, use a free game, toss 10 bucks in, and do a double up or a 50-50 with some of the advice we have. It's a lot of fun. My final thought is if you're in the fantasy playoffs, use what got you here. Don't get cute. No. Do not bench somebody Unless good. Unless someone's broken. <laughs> That's it. Don't bench somebody good for whoever's playing against Miami. Who's playing Miami this week? Where who's, are they? Uh, who's playing Miami? Yeah, who's playing Miami this week? Um, I don't see it on my screen. The answer the Giants. is yes. Do not bench anybody for Eli Manning because, <laughs> it, because Miami's bad against the pass. We've seen how this works. Use what got you here. It's either good enough to get you to the final game or it's not. Either way, live with it. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 